0: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. I am so freaking tired. Everybody, we're back at home bases, respectively. It's time once again...
1: This is No Agenda.
0: Coming to you from the Crackpot Command Center, located in the southwest quadrant of Gitmo Nation East, known as London. everybody. I'm Adam Curry.
1: And from parts unknown in northern Silicon Valley, the place that doesn't exist, so the unknown part is key, I'm John C. Dvorak.
0: Crack, block, and Buzzkill In the morning Damn, that was tight That was good <laughs> <laughs> uh, will, the, will the judges please hold up their,
1: uh, their votes? 8.7 8.7, yes We got ripped off Yeah Hey, buddy Nine point scale How you doing, John? Okay, I see you're back
0: in London finally. Yeah, it's weird because I, somehow, I, I, I guess I had told you, oh, it'll be a little bit later, whatever, but I got in early. I was home at like 1 o'clock. It was unbelievable. It went so fast. Hmm. Your connection sucks. My connection? I, I hear you fine. You, you can't hear yeah, me. No, that's the good part.
1: You that's know. the good news. Oh. No. Okay. My, my back is killing me. Oh, why? You didn't get the, what kind of plane would you fly back on? No, it was
0: the, it was the 747. It was the, the Virgin, uh, the, you know, the upper class and with the bed and everything, but it was lumpy. Oh, boy. <laughs> the The bed was lumpy. The bed was lumpy? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it messed up my back, that's for sure.
1: But uh, it's unbelievable. i a couple, I'm so, sorry. No, go ahead. I've noticed a couple of flights since I just flew, you know, I flew back and forth a couple of times this year. Um... That they've, they've changed the, uh, you know, about, I think about two or three years ago, British Airlines put in, in business class, complete flat seats. So flat, in other words, you, you, it was a bed that was literally flat. Yeah. it was a lot of room and it was yeah. very comfortable. So it, it looks as though um, United, on the flight over... Uh, had completely flat beds, too, and it was like little alcoves. This is in business, not first class. Right. Uh, and it was completely flat, except for the fact that they designed the thing with seats that face forward and half the seats face backwards. And that's not a good thing? Well, I mean, who wants to be flying around backwards? <laughs> uh... So anyway, you can't complain, I mean, man. If you're fly, if you if you got a flat bed and it's for free, you can't complain. Did you fly backwards then on uh, on United? Yeah, I flew backwards. Oh, okay. Uh, well, although I slept, it was about back down. Then coming back on Lufthansa, you'd think of all the carriers that would have the flat bed. You'd, Lufthansa would be one of, but no, they have the same old reclining seat that kind of keeps you at like just about. Just, a, I think it's a ten or fifteen degree angle. Just doesn't quite do it. <laughs> No, you can't flip around and, yeah. you know, lay on your stomach anything or anything like that. So anyway, one of these days I'll have it figured out.
0: It's, uh, it's a long-ass trip. Weather is beautiful, though. It's really just phenomenal. It's like San Francisco weather,
1: actually. It's yeah, we have, uh, this week we've got 80s.
0: Okay, Coming it's up. not quite like San Francisco weather, but at least there's sun, blue skies, nice and warm, everyone's out. And despite the fact that you know no one has a job, they've got no place to live, and the government is ripping everybody <laughs> off for their own personal gain, uh, this huge scandal, John, we, we missed some massive uh, expense scandals in the
1: United Kingdom. Well, of course we did, because who's going to cover that over here? we got too many uh, real nobody. news stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. As, um, and
0: now the uh, the ministers of Parliament have actually called in the police. The Scotland Yard have to come in and find out who has leaked all of this confidential data. Which, of course, is a good thing because now we find find out that you know Gordon Brown he expensed six thousand pounds for maid services that he shared with his brother for his house and. Of course we still have Wacky Jackie's husband who rented not one but two X-rated movies and she expensed that. Wow. Nasty nasty. She should nasty. be kicked out on her ass. She should put out for her husband. That's what that's what this story tells me. <laughs> <laughs> it's how embarrassing is that though? That you actually have to uh have to account and as well in it it was my husband (laughs) how i would have said for perhaps like well the both of us watched it or something you know it's like a little sexy night and we we apologize i kind of slipped through the crack. no my husband watched it
1: well yeah just looking at her no kidding that's embarrassing what an idiot she is but the headline the big headline joanna lumley better
0: known as um Patsy from Absolutely Fabulous, or... Um, Is that uh, the blonde or the yes, other Yes, the one? blonde, the blonde. Okay. Of course, Joanna Lumley, uh, the f- fantastic actress, uh, I should just say actor... Uh, she also uh, was in, wasn't she, in the Avengers? After Does,
1: um, d- doesn't this call for a real news uh, hit? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, in the sorry, <laughs> that's okay. We need yeah. more of those yeah. Yeah. to real news.
0: Well, it, it's it's very interesting what she's done because it's not just like a showbiz story. But the um, are you familiar with the Gurkhas? the gurkhas yeah and I, I'm, is and that I'm, either a small pickle or someone no, in no, india th- that's a gurkin no i think it's well this has to do with the gurkhas who fought in the falklands war on the on the british side yeah these are indian fighters aren't yes, they yes correct I I, no, I I think it's correct and um, so the uh, so do you have these gurkhas who uh, fought on the on behalf of the British, many of them in the Falklands War. I'm really paraphrasing here because the, the story gets even weirder. I think Joanna Lumley's uh, dad was either a part of, either he worked with the Gurkhas or he was saved by the Gurkhas. There's was, there was something going on, and so she is basically uh, speaking up for the Gurkhas who now are being refused entry into the United Kingdom. And she went to, uh, she went to Parliament the other day and she, and she tapped, uh, she went right up to Gordon Brown and said, I gotta talk to you. And she, she threw this. I haven't seen the video yet, but this big scene. And, she, and then she grabbed the, the the minister of immigration and said, "You are changing this policy." And you can see these pictures of the guy, like completely, he's he's terrified of her. And uh, she's all over the papers. And she apparently is, uh, is is changing the immigration laws just by by standing up and saying, "Hey, screw you guys! These guys fought for us. They ha- they have every right to to enter the United Kingdom." And uh, and uh, it's like the it's the top of the real news here.
1: Well, I would think, I mean, the fact that they let they let in radical Muslim uh, Islamists from Pakistan, which are you know, inhabiting all over, all over that part of London. And they won't let these guys in who actually fought for them. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. No,
0: of course. Well, they're, they're clamping down. You know, this uh, the island is, oh, is oh. shutting down. No one's allowed in. I, I got in oh. just under the wire.
1: Yeah, now you won't be able to get out. (laughs) I
0: did have a moment when I was entering immigration thinking of the Michael Savage story, thinking, you know, we we know there are like six more names on the list. (laughs) You don't really think... (laughs) Oh, yeah, and you're
1: (laughs) one of them. (laughs) Who knows? Well, I mean, it's not any nuttier than Michael Savage being on the list. Well, true. (laughs) It's actually not really, except for the fact that our audience is one one-hundredth of his. Yeah. But anyway... So Michael Savage's kid, uh, I can't remember his name, but anyway, he, he's the one who's the CEO of this, uh, of the uh, Red Bull clone Rockstar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I think actually Michael Savage is the money behind Rockstar. I,
0: I, I think it's a pretty successful brand. I see it all over oh, the place. Oh, it's hugely yeah. successful. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: It just came out of the blue. And of course, it makes sense because Michael Savage, before he became a talk show guy, was an herbologist. Oh, ah. All right, and he's got a bunch of books on. I mean, him, you big know, deal. To,
0: I, I'm an herbologist. What's the <laughs> what's the big deal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm an expert herbologist. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. So anyway, um, Savage uh, would have you know been the guy that probably blended this thing, hmm. and uh, but it was so funny because I was watching. They had this huge fight that uh, there was obviously was big in the UK. It was uh, Ricky Hatton. Versus Manny Pacquiao, which is brought into Las Vegas, the half of uh, of England. I think he's from, Where is he from in England? He's either from, uh, he's not Welsh, I don't think. I can't remember. Okay. Anyway, you have to look it up. He's got. He's from Manchester, so I think. So he's got uh, this huge contingent. They follow him all over the world, you know. They and they pound drums. It's really quite a scene. And uh, Manny Pacquiao's got this Filipino contingent, and he's actually one of the greatest fighters I've ever seen. So he beats the crap out of Hatton, mm. and Hatton gets n- nailed with a left hook and falls. It looks like, In fact, a friend of mine was twittering the the fight when it happened. He says, Oh my God! I think he's dead. <laughs> So we call that a you know a knockout punch. Right. Anyway, he he went flat against the canvas, which was sponsored by Rockstar. <laughs> That's why it's and there. And he actually was laid out in parallel, right on top of the lo- Rockstar logo, as though the whole thing was like you couldn't have asked you, for yeah, anything. You, you can't get better. You can't get a better setup. I mean, it wasn't like he was across it or part. It was just right in the middle. <laughs> just the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Nobody's awesome. mentioned that, of course. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway, so looking
0: at the news over here and, uh, you know, of course, uh, Patricia came back from uh, she came back yesterday from Holland, her live shows, and she brought back some uh, some Dutch newspapers. And I've just been kind of scanning all the headlines. A couple of things that are notable.
1: How's things going with Wendy, by the way?
0: (laughs) I'm I'm waiting for the for the shit to hit the fan on our comments. Uh, I have no idea how things are going with Wendy. I don't know. Um, The swine flu name has changed uh, in the Netherlands, and I see it in Germany. I see it in France. It is now officially known as the Mexican flu. It is not the swine flu anymore. Mm. But um, all the headlines in the Netherlands, and this is exactly what we predicted, I think, one or two shows ago, the Netherlands has now announced the Dutch government that they, you know, there's, uh, what is it, 17 million people live in the Netherlands. They have uh, on order now 34 million flu vaccinations so that each uh, member of the Dutch population uh, can receive two flu vaccinations before the big one hits in autumn. And it's not qu- we're not quite sure if it's mandatory but seeing as they've got you know 34 million which is exactly double the population it seems like they will make it mandatory uh giving a new name to two to the head i think it should, we maybe call it two to the arm um so i you know this being the the, the true testing ground uh, I think we can see a lot of this, a uh, lot more of this happening. And I have a feeling it's going to be mandatory, John.
1: we got to start looking there or find someone or talk to somebody between shows and find out what the deal is with this August flu. The fact of the matter is the flu, that shot that they normally put out for the winter flu, which hit, hits hardest uh, you know, between November and February, um, they can't develop that flu vaccine. Until, until late in until, the game. It, until it exists, yeah, until it exists, and then they can kind of figure out what it might become. Then they take four candidates and make a flu vaccine, and they can't produce the flu vaccine and get it into the public domain until October. Typically, the first or second week of, week of October, this thing comes out, and um, I remember that the, the exact oh. dates because they, a few years ago we had, actually had a shortage in the U.S. And uh, anyway, they can't. So I don't get what this is. This is just, what, this is just a, either a hollow shot. I mean, it, it, it can't have any meaning, this the, a flu shot well, it, given for it's, the it's first even, week of October.
0: It's even funkier because they're saying, well, you know, so, of course, we we need uh, to have some, you know, some of the strain or whatever before we can create it. And they, they're going to use the new techniques which don't involve the, uh, the old-fashioned six-month egg process. But even crazier, saying, so if um, – if, it, if the strain is different from the H1N1, they, they say, oh, well, we can easily morph that into whatever's necessary.
1: Well, now they do have a new, uh, way of, you know, somebody came up this within the last year or two, some, you know, there was a big deal, a big news story that, oh, we found a different way of attacking the flu, uh, virus through some other mechanism on the, on the, on the little animal itself. And, um, uh, Maybe they're talking about that, but it was my understanding that this thing hasn't even gone through human testing yet. Do you think perhaps we're going to have real-time testing, Just uh, and this is what we're looking at here, is that they're going to actually experiment on the public? Wait a minute, never mind. There's no way they'd do that. No. Oh, no, that wouldn't happen. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that.
0: Well, I, 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 you know what? The, the more I look at this story, it almost it almost feels like... There was a a payoff was due to the pharmaceutical industry. It's like okay, yeah, we'll 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 uh, conjure up this big scare story, and everyone will start freaking out, and and then uh, you guys can go ahead and uh, and and you know we already have it all on order. We're you know now everyone will be prepared
1: to take their shots. Um, maybe there was how about this? The pharmaceutical industry created this thing. You know, there was a couple of reports early on when the Mexican flu, swine flu. A H one N one first appeared. That it was. Some people said, "Well, you know, this could have been one of those things developed in Bethesda or at some lab someplace." Yeah. Because uh, there were some curiosities about that. Those stories all have been dropped. Uh, that you know, maybe they maybe they got a new marketing trick. You know, which is to create some phony. And you know, the thing that made this the flu in Mexico so odd in terms of its uh, uh, perhaps being uh, invented was that it what it had no you know it was like no, wherever, history. Where, no history it what had no history but where it formed in the outside of a pig farm somewhere in the middle of Mexico it, it as it gravitated as it reproduced and moved out further away from the source it became almost nothing it became like a dud which is you yeah, know the no, case to it, me that, it, it became seasonal flu yeah mild and and seasonal it's, and, flu. and it's so
0: funny because how does it
1: go from one hundred and fifty dead <sighs> yeah. to you know
0: well I, I, what I understand and what i what I've deduced in Mexico, you know they hand out uh, uh antibiotics very easily it's It's not like in the states or in, or in many countries where you, you go through doctor prescription. I think it's very very easy to get antibiotics and my feeling is that the general resistance of the population of Mexico City probably was reduced.
1: Does that make yeah, any but sense? Antibiotics don't have really has nothing to do with a with a with a virus. Hmm. I mean, it's uh, it shouldn't have made any difference. Although it's turns out that a lot of these people who died they died of pneumonia or something. This whole this whole story is fishy. That's all I want to say.
0: Well, not nearly as fishy as the uh <laughs> of course this happened right after we did our last show, uh the uh, the big Mia Culpa letter came out for um the uh Air Force 1 flyby and uh, who's the the white house uh, military director he uh, he took the hit and he resigned over this yeah yeah he quit you know what was kind of disturbing did you read his his resignation letter which he, which was sent to the president by the way did you read it did you have a chance to look at any of that
1: no i didn't i didn't think it was worth it. i'm now understanding that it was probably something i should have read uh,
0: only for one reason and one reason only not anywhere was there a word that said hey i'm sorry he did, there, was, there was no apology, which is like, you know, here's what yes, happened. Yes, because he was told to do this by the president's yeah. office. Yeah. But it, it's, just, oh, it's so frustrating. These
1: people. You're going to have to quit. But I was told to do this. Yeah. No, sorry. Just following orders. Just don't following worry about orders. it. We'll give you a pension.
0: <laughs> just following orders. We didn't know. We uh, have es nicht gewusst. That is just. And did you see the picture? Did you see the picture that they've released? Yeah. I mean, I'm crappy. telling you, that thing is photoshopped. That's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst picture in the world. It's a, so it's a flying above the the uh, the Statue of Liberty, but the background is it's completely not the right New York
1: background. It's got like it's New just, Jersey in the background. I don't know what the deal <sighs> is. There's, there's, something, there's another fishy story. Yeah, duh. Well, somebody just sent me an interesting little uh, note here on the swine flu. Now this is a good one. Now the U.S. This is a this came on some weird source, but it says U.S. Disease Prevention Center. I don't even know what that is. Claims the newly spread potentially fatal strain of swine flu virus may have originated from California. Oh, of course. The Centers for Disease Control and Protection said on Saturday that the state preceded Mexico, the alleged source of the virus. Well, this is now the story is even weirder. As we investigated, blah, blah, blah. As early as March, patients were diagnosed in California with a new type of viral infection. The new strain is swine flu virus, H1N1, blah, 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 blah. So, okay, so it started in California, goes to Mexico, kills 150 people, comes back to California, and does nothing. Mm. And meanwhile, they make such a big deal about the list here. Ireland is the latest to report a case. Woo! It says here's how many's been confirmed: fifty one in Canada, fifteen in Spain, thirteen in Britain, six in Germany, four in New Zealand, three in Israel, one in Switzerland. This is. Do we do we now actually know what the symptoms are of this thing? Could, well, the symptoms that have been listed was just a, a high fever, uh, achy back. Yeah, uh, but not ne- a,
0: not necessarily vomiting. I don't think that's a necessity in this one. No, okay, maybe diarrhea. Yeah, well, gee, big difference. Um, the uh, because you know I, I was talking to the girls, you know, and uh, and Dexter's here as well. and, uh, and you know, because I was pretty sick, you know, for uh, for a good week and a half, I was I was definitely on the ropes. And I said, you know, I definitely whatever you know, if, if call it Mexican flu, swine flu, I had it. I mean, th- there was no other mm-hmm. flu going around that anyone talked about. So I had it. Oh no,
1: that's impossible because you weren't throwing up, you weren't violently ill. I said I was ill. It's just, you know... Well, you had something, but the thing that's weird about what you had was you come into the office in San Francisco, which is normally a cesspool of disease. Yes, it is. And you didn't give, pass it on to anybody. Well, I didn't kiss anyone this time around. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> from the uh, the world of the pharmaceutical industry uh, and from uh, our, another one of our younger listeners to No Agenda... I'm read this email because it's disturbing. Hey, Crackpot and Buzzkill, after listening to No Agenda 95, in which the 16-year-old from Gitmo, Gitmo Nation West wrote in, they might want to hear what's being taught to the children in the Midwest of Gitmo Nation East. I'm a 15-year-old freshman at the same high school that your two of your favorite guys, Rahm Emanuel and Donald Rumsfeld, graduated from. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know they went to the same school. I didn't either. Yeah. My biology teacher... Uh, that must be like... What's in D.C.? What's the, where all those kids go to? It's, um... God, my, my cousins all went to it. Wesley, is it... Wesley, maybe, or... I don't know. Hmm. Um, my bi- biology teacher recently gave us a homework assignment to learn about HPV. And what website did she tell us to go to? Why, www.gardazil.com, of course. Where better (laughs) to learn about a virus than the website of the sole provider of a vaccination for it? There's even a nice video on the homepage featuring some girls approximately the age of those in my class. While the assignment had questions about how Gardasil works and why it's important, there was not a single question on the possible health risks. I wasn't expecting my biology teacher to ask questions about how drugs are subsidized by the government, but I still find it difficult to believe that my teacher was not paid off. (laughs) I love you, man. I have attempted to convert some additional no-agenda producers, however, bringing anything up that could possibly be viewed as anti-government results in the large majority of my peers thinking I am a complete moron. So I have rested (laughs) my case. Your show is the only time I ever hear about most of the stories you talk about, so please give up the great work from Mitchell. All right, dude, excellent, excellent. <laughs> a, a young freedom fighter, a freedom ranger am, am, amongst us, up and coming, lovely.
1: Freedom ranger, we got to use that one. You like that one, huh? Yeah. You should. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's just kind of what the... Uh, it just kind of pisses me off this is going on in schools. Our kids are not safe. The name of the school, actually, we're talking about one, is in Winnetka, Illinois, called New Trier. Oh, is that where uh, Emmanuel and... Uh, I guess. Also, I and Rumsfeld. Oh, yeah. and it sounds I, like I, a propaganda
0: center. And I keep I keep reading that Tamiflu is no longer effective against uh, the Mexican flu, which, of course, is Rumsfeld's yeah. company. I haven't heard that from anywhere. Yeah, I've been reading... Oh, well, I'll put the links in the show notes. Yeah, no, there's... And there's some kind of, like, semi-official-looking reports about this that oh, it doesn't work anymore and well, of course it's time
1: to, for, for you people out there who listen to the show relenza, relenza. switch to relenza relenza is a little harder to use because you have to inhale it it's a powder oh it's so, like you get these blister packs and this crazy device that you suck on and um you have you, this I've had it. I don't have any with me now. Oh, okay. I mean, because I carry around Tamiflu, but I, you know, I would just—I mean, I—I I found it to be kind of interesting. Anyway, so you you push this little thing and it pops the blister pack and then you inhale it really hard, real hard, you know, to get this powder kind of in this in the vortex and it goes into your lungs directly, and it actually has a uh, a nice flavor, believe it or not. <laughs> Of kind of, uh, really. and I suppose you could probably put this in these blister packs of powdered milk. Mm. It's so, actually kind so of tasty. you could also
0: drop it in your tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. Uh oh, uh oh, I never hear you cough, John. Ugh. Maybe it's time
1: to.
0: <laughs> so Baxter International, who. Um who, of course, is uh, one of the companies that is uh, contracted by the government to come up with the, with the vaccination. They're a Chicago-based company. I, I didn't realize that. A lot of interesting Chicago companies in uh, cropping up, doing weird stuff. Of course, that would come right back to the uh, Chicago mob that has now
1: infiltrated the administration in the White House. Yeah, pretty much. This guy's got it covered. So I'm looking at the, uh, this school. Uh, the website, there's a list of new Trier High School alumni. It's from northern part of Chicago, just north of the city itself, which is, which is the ritzy part of the, I mean, that's where, you know, the Jesse Jackson's got a mansion, all these people live in this northern area. And some of the people that graduated from the school include Ann Margaret, hmm. Adam Baldwin, Ralph Bellamy, uh, of the Bellamy Bruce Brothers? Dern, Charlton Heston, Rock Hudson, wow. Virginia Madsen, Penelope Milford, I don't know, Hugh O'Brien. Uh, these are just actors. There's wow. a huge list of them. Uh, and then business executives, there's a few that you haven't heard of. So Christy Hefner, because uh, he would live in that area, of course, Yeah, during that era. Yeah, yeah. A whole slew of Mike Bloomfield, the, the guitarist, uh, a <laughs> whole bunch of musicians. Wow. It's, kinda, it's, a, it's a hotbed of creativity there. Or something. Yeah. From. Uh, looking, it's a big list.
0: Rather disturbing. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, the court there has upheld a rather disturbing practice. The police apparently are allowed to attach a GPS to your automobile, even if you are not a suspect. It does not require a warrant, so that they can track you. Yeah, I think this goes on in a lot of cities. I know it's going on in uh, in Europe because I because I you know and it's legal and it's okay or it it always was and apparently you can do this. I mean, isn't that somehow a breach of some kind of right somewhere? It would seem.
1: I don't. I don't see how it could be. I think. I think funnier ideas for for a citizens group to to put these things on cop cars. <laughs> I wonder what they look like.
0: I wonder what is it like a, kind of like a bug, like a magnet thing that you plop on? Yeah, it's
1: probably, you know, a little device. It's probably the size of a uh, lipstick case, maybe, maybe not even that big. And then it's got a magnet in it and you just, you know, get underneath and put it under the bumper <coughs> or someplace that's, you know, where it can go. And it would be, the way you do it right is you you cons- you make the device either dirt, you know, color- Colored or something so if it was hooked to the car and you looked under there you wouldn't necessarily see it probably you don't want it to have a blinking light but clearly it's it's
0: some it's invasion of privacy you know and if you're not a suspect i mean how can they just why would they just be able to be allowed to do
1: that why well the question is why would they want to if you're not a suspect the real question is just who is they I just got a note from somebody on uh, Skype saying, not to be nitpicking, but Jesse Jackson and Obama live in the South Shore. Mm. I live in Winnetka on the North Shore himself. Mm. I always thought Jesse Jackson had a place in the North Shore. So this is news to me. I really don't know anything about it. Anyway. Whatever. Anyway, we get to, we have our a couple of our listeners now that are correcting us in real time, which I think is great. And apologies for the last show. We just
0: couldn't get the stream working at the same time. You know, I... Um I'm reading a book that was um, recommended to me by uh, one of our listeners, and it's a bitch of a book. It's like, how many pages is this thing? It's like 1,070 pages of small print, so very challenging for me. Uh, but it's been, it's been around for 50 years, and I'm about a quarter of the way through it. now. I Can, can
1: s- I guess the name of the book? Yes, please do. The uh, London phone book.
0: <laughs> no. No. No, it's uh, so it was written in the 40s, very famous author. Uh she's written another famous book which I also haven't read and I I, I honestly I I'm such an such a a culture.
1: You're not going to say and Rand, that's I exactly hope. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Atlas Ugh. shrugged. Oh, please. Have you read this? I've read her stuff, sure. Have you uh, read The ha- Fountainhead is the book you want to read. That's actually quite entertaining. Well, yeah,
0: so that's uh I I understand that they're ready to make the movie about
1: the Fountainheads. But The uh, Fountainhead was made into a movie in the 40s starring Gary Cooper. Oh, then it's a remake. And there you go. The original's probably better. But Atlas
0: shrugged, it's really interesting. Why are you going, "Oh brother"? Well,
1: she is a uh, she uh, is a essentially a cult figure, yeah. and the people who follow her are all uh, kind of wacky. It's a thing called objectivism. <laughs> and what's your point? Well, yeah, I know it makes sense <laughs> with you doing this. Of course, she's a, a, this 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 philosophy she developed called objectivism is rather it's it's kind of soulless and it's not uh particularly pleasant uh uh ideals that are in it I, i'm not a big fan well so i i guess i haven't gotten to the idealistic part but what is kind of cool
0: is is just the description of how how evil government really is at least that's the way i'm that's you need the way to I'm read this it.
1: book huh to, to get
0: that <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's fascinating, though. It's it's a page turner once you kind of get into it. Oh yeah, like,
1: no, I actually sat down and read Fountainhead in one sitting. It's just phenomenal. And 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 I, and by the way, anyone out there who knows that book knows what is, what that don't means. Say,
0: don't say it. Don't say anything. Because that, that's the next one. That's the next one on my list. No, but I, I thought it was a great. You know, this is a book that I would never pick up to read. I'd look at this thing and go, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no
1: time for that." This is like this is bigger than my bar of gold. I have a book around here I should recommend. Uh, I don't have it in and, front of me. And when I, I, f- when I to... finished
0: it, so by the next show, I'll uh, I'll do
1: a review. Uh, but it,
0: uh, I think, uh, so you would not recommend having read it a long, long time ago. In its original, uh, apparently, in its original uh, first run edition.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, if people have never read Anne Rand, they should. I mean, she's a very entertaining writer, and she's got a, she creates a sense of drama, and the storytelling is fairly decent. It's just that uh, the underlying, you know, philosophies, you know, get on your nerves after a while. I actually had a roommate in college who was an Anne Rand nut. And I found the guy to be, you know, he kept, uh, his, I think most of his time was spent uh, looking in the mirror and uh, <laughs> grooming his eyebrows, literally. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much, to me, that's an Andrand. And. Of course, you know, you might do the same, but. actually. I'll
0: let you know. I'll let you know how it turns out.
1: Yeah, you'll be out. kind yeah. of a nutty guy. You'll be a fanatic for a short time. So. Uh, Anything else? I think that's it for this week's news. No, there's <laughs> <laughs> no man. Don't forget, I'm out here. I don't have any no. stories.
0: <laughs> there's tons of. That's right. There's there's nothing you can know about. And and it's the craziest thing. So I I always uh, pick up the National Enquirer and People Magazine and Us Magazine and and Teen Vogue for Christine, and I bring that home. And 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 so I'm walking around. She says, hey 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 hey. And I said, what? It's the funniest thing. And, you know, how long have we been married? 22 years. And how long have I been uh, a crackpot? You know, at least two years, maybe three years. And she says, is this true? Is this true? I say, what? That Brad and Angelina are going to split up? I'm like, <laughs> what?
1: Why would I know that? <laughs> because you were in the States uh, and everybody knows uh, what's going on and here. And more importantly, why would I care? <laughs> brad and angelina uh, i'm surprised they stayed together as long as they have
0: uh, well, uh, well she's she's smoking man but she's and she's got to be kind of wacky. kind of i don't know
1: i mean uh, she's got to be a handful mm, any guy oh, I, yeah. I gotta give brad pitt a lot of credit because he's a very faint you know he's a f- good actor i like really like his movies and i like what he selects to do although i couldn't watch you know burn, the burn after reading did you see that? No, I didn't even. No, no, I haven't seen that. It's but cute. I couldn't watch the, 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 that other movie where he's an old man as a baby. Oh, or
0: the, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button.
1: I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I couldn't stand. Why was I was on the airplane? There's two or three movies I watch when I travel across the ocean. I watch probably three, four movies depending on which direction I'm going. And so I watched. Uh, I watched the new James Bond movie. I was thinking about this last night. I said, "Well, I'm going to talk about. I can talk about movies I saw recently. I saw that. And I couldn't. I, to, the, to this, and I started thinking about. It. I said, for one thing, I almost turned it off three times in the middle because it was more like a Jackie Chan movie. There was no story, and there was like <laughs> the kind of action." that was like, why is this guy having to do, why is this, when did James Bond become this world-class karate champion, you know, with with all these crazy moves and crawling up buildings and doing Jackie Chan stuff? Yeah. So I thought it was, and, and the movie started with about two or three of these scenes. I said, this is bull. I'm turning it off, and I ended up watching it. But thinking back on it, I can't remember what it was about. Yeah. It was so shallow. Oh, how I long for the days of Roger Moore and even Sean Connery, when you think of it. So then, uh, I watched. I tried to watch the Benjamin Button movie. I couldn't take it. Uh, it just was. like It was just annoying. It was so annoying. I had to turn it off. The movie I did like, and I th- and everyone out there should definitely rent or look at it or get a copy, because it was riveting, and you wouldn't know why unless you saw the movie. Uh, Frost Nixon. Oh,
0: I saw that. I saw that on the way over. Fantastic movie. I had no idea. That Frost financed all that stuff himself. That he took this huge risk and almost, you know, almost blew it.
1: Yeah, he almost went bankrupt. It was a fan- its a fantastic it's a story. So, story. It's mostly about the backstory, not so much about the debate. And it was—I it, think it's one of the—it's really one of the finest films I've seen for years. There is one other one I'd like to mention, since I also
0: uh, like to watch movies from time to time when I'm traveling across the ocean. Uh, the Reader with Kate Winslet. Yeah, I
1: didn't
0: get to, I was thinking about that. I cried, I cried, I could not stop crying. I had actual tears. I'm like, I'm so happy, I'm so (laughs) happy on my flatbed because I don't want anyone to see that I'm sitting here like a baby, just crying, (laughs) I'm such a pussy. And it's a long movie too, it's like two and a half hours. Uh, but beautiful, I watched, beautiful movie. I
1: watched Jim Carrey's Yes Man, and I think that was actually, even though it's it's a ridiculous formula movie, which is right out of the the textbook of how to you know piece one of these formula flicks together. You know, boy meets girl, boy yeah. loses girl, boy yeah. meets air. yeah. But it, I, I thought it was highly entertaining because there's a there's a bunch of scenes that are quite funny, and Jim Carrey's quite good. Did you see so that, Seven
0: Seven Pounds? Will Smith.
1: No seven. I
0: don't even, never even heard of that one. Yeah, it's a good movie, man. It's one of those that kind of unravels and it all comes together at the end. Just it's a fabulous story. Um, I don't see. I can't really tell the story because it would spoil it. But Will Smith, I think his performance in that is, uh, uh, it's Oscar stuff. Really, really is. Another movie where I cried.
1: Like a big yeah well the oscar movies are the ones that come out near the end of the year they've got this thing set up now where uh oh, wait it's all going to be indian movies again yeah probably
0: i found you know the, the movie industry is in such dire straits um and cause, you know you know how movies are financed there's basically two types of financing there's the uh well there's two parts to the financing you have the uh, you know the money that just flows in from idiots who want to who think they're going to get laid you know by the actresses and they can uh, be on the red carpet but the real, uh, the real financing is the debt financing of these movies that is all done up front. And that's always the first money out, and that's the re- that's what you know. Real head- hedge funds are in that, and uh, and banks. You know, it's pure debt financing. There is no debt financing anymore. There are meetings going on all over Hollywood. People are freaking out because there is no money to make movies right now. There's just no money. Well, so I'm saying perfect opportunity for what? For some debt financing, I
1: I would oh.
0: love to debt finance a couple movies. Are you kidding me?
1: Well, what's your email? The, the, the uh, Hollywood moguls that listen to the show <laughs> no, no. can send you a note, and uh, you can be given uh, uh, organizing this. Yes, I could. I wonder if we have any. You know, if we had any Hollywood people that listen to the show, because I've been trying to get a bit part. <laughs> what? <laughs> Has what. <laughs> Just some guy, you know, a guy behind the counter. <laughs> I, I don't know. care. At a 7 <laughs> <laughs> like Hey, you kids, get a, get away from that laid Pac-Man. Off, laid off old man. <laughs> well, Would you like fries with that? Get out of my sight, you kids. Don't uh, you know how to flip a burger?
0: May 14th, the annual Bilderberg
1: Conference is scheduled no. to be held. Yeah. Uh, in Greece Drinking this up. year. Oh in Greece oh. Yeah. In Athens or one of the islands.
0: It's at the um five star Nafsika Ashtir Palace Hotel in Voliagmeni. Which doesn't which sounds like an island to
1: me. It sounds like one, yeah. Uh, yeah you don't want them in the with the regular public, you have to put them out on an island somewhere.
0: And this is just a cra- for, for people who don't know what what the Bilderberg group is started by Prince Bernard of, uh, of the Netherlands in the Bilderberg hotel. It's essentially, uh, world leaders, royalty, uh, the movers and shakers all come together. But the crazy thing is it also includes, you know, the editors of the top publications of newspapers, magazines, uh, but it's kind of like a fight club thing where, how can we've never been invited? <laughs> Let me think. Hmm. <laughs> I've I have interviewed someone who went there, the uh, the the Dutch um, uh, secretary of economic affairs, and I asked him point blank. I said, uh, "So what'd you guys discuss? <laughs> so what'd you chat about there at the Bilderberg?" He says, "I'm sorry, I can't talk about that. It's the first rule of Bilderberg is we don't talk about Bilderberg." <laughs>
1: But but it's but what's so di- because they don't talk about anything, it's a drinking club. Well, then
0: why do, well, the press that is invited? Why doesn't the press just say that then? Oh, you know, we just hung out and drank. I mean, that's okay. I, I'd accept that. But the fact that the press is invited, world press, top you know editors and owners of publications, but the editors, and and nothing is allowed to be published. It's just it's irksome. I and mean, doesn't that not you see that hurts their credibility?
1: Bill Gates used to have a thing down the Hood Canal. He's got some sort of a lodge there. And he, every year, would invite, uh, you know, Walt Mossberg and John Markoff and all these hot shots and all these big papers uh, that covered technology down to this brainwashing session that they had at the Hood Canal. And they would, uh, one of the rules was the same rule. You can't... What? You've, You've told us this story before. Well, you wanted to you you I did. Yeah, and that you, that you were that that you were no longer invited. No, no, I was never invited. Okay, well, I take it back. Continue. No, I was never invited, but I found out about it because, and the only reason I found out about it was a fluke because they had the same rule. No, you can't talk about it, but we have a bunch of newspaper guys. So this is the problem with tech reporting, by the way. It's not just tech reporting, but yes. No I'm just saying with Tech Reporting they make people sign and I have to say they did this with Tech Reporting before they did with the General Media which is make people sign non-disclosures. Uh. So you sign a non-disclosure agreement which is a legal document that says you can't talk about this or that and sometimes there's a date attached where you can start talking about it or not. I mean this is all done for the marketing department so they can carefully orchestrate, you know, how they're going to roll a product out and how they're going to keep the buzz alive and do all the rest of it. So there's no real reporting going on because you're signed off on all this stuff. By the way, I refuse to sign these things. And I am and I well, think it's abhorrent that anybody does sign them, and they sign them at the New York Times, they sign them at the Washington Post, they sign them every place else. No, what I did was I had uh, found out about this, the Hood Canal thing, and then I got a hold of a couple of friends of mine that went there, and I just had them tell me about it, and then I just reported Report on it. it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, then they canceled it, and they never had it a sense that I know of. So I was not under non-disclosure uh, just
0: before I left. We went down to Cupertino and uh, met with my old friend, Eddie Q. You know Eddie?
1: Fast Eddie Q? Yeah, it's
0: Fast Eddie Q, everybody. How you doing, Eddie Q, down here in Cupertino? The Eddie Q runs uh, the, uh, the entire iTunes, uh, iPhone, iPod touch division. And, He's uh, your buddy? Yeah, well, he w- it was in uh, just before the D conference when he called me up and said, "Yeah, Steve and I would like to meet with you about podcasting and iTunes." Uh, and this was before they, uh, you know, before they integrated it and announced it and launched it. And uh, so we went down for the meeting, and uh, and these guys are on fire down there, dude. They are so on fire. And now they're that- on fire, <laughs> not not in like actual fire, but that- oh, okay. <laughs> but that oh man, it's just amazing this platform that they have. And now in the uh, the new iPhone apps, I believe that the functionality you'll be able to to create an iPhone app where you can then sell stuff within the iPhone app. So you can sell your iPhone app, and then you could uh, potentially sell well, obviously anything in the iTunes Store, but also other iPhone apps. So so you can put your own like affiliate program into the iPhone app, I and mean, it's just they're they're so smart, they're so onto that they know exactly what to do. These guys are. Damn! All man. right, I, all right. I so cursed them. more. I curse that you're
1: giving him a blowjob on the air.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all I wanted to do. Hold on. Who's it? <sighs> no, it's good. Well, we're going to do some stuff with him. We got some ideas. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was just amazed that, uh, and, and Eddie's office, dude. He's got like every massive celebrity. It's like Eddie, I love you. It's almost like he's a record boss. Well, of course he is, really. But uh, you know, from actors to sports figures, he's got. But he has a bunch of signed autograph pictures all over the office. A bunch that is the office. I mean, there's not a there's not a wall space left because you know this thing is just so massive for people. Hmm. I think I'm actually have
1: to go get one now. Go get one what? An iPhone. I got to get oh. an iPhone again. Would you want to just get the? Uh, was, the uh What iPod Touch?
0: Well, I have I have the old iPod Touch. Um I could I could get a new iPod
1: Touch. I don't you know, get an iPhone so. cuz you're going all you're going to do is complain. Complain about.
0: It. I was thinking of taking my G phone in and just laying it on the table. <laughs> hey everybody, how you doing? Here's my here's <laughs> my G <laughs> phone. Which I am loving more and more, by the way. I love the G-Phone because it, um, I have the, the U.S., uh, yeah, the, the MeVO offices gave me this one. And so we have the, you know, the T-Mobile, I guess, on it. So when I'm in the States, I want to use that because it's obviously cheaper to call around. Um, so I, I wound up kind of using it as my primary device and it just, it really, it really does
1: rock. I, I can't help but say it. What uh, operating system you have on? Because if you up my son, who has a developer's model, oh. uh, upgraded to 1.5, and he says the battery life it just goes right; it becomes usable. Really? Yeah. Well, th- th- uh, I have the most recent version. I mean, it's all updated. Yeah, I think if it's a T-Mobile phone, it's probably not 1.5. Well,
0: can I see that in the? Won't it tell me in the settings if I look at it? What? Uh, it should yeah, about phone. Hold on. Yes, about phone.
1: Uh, I have firmware version 1.1. 1. 1. All I know is I got a lot of uh, tweets saying I, they won't let us upgrade to 1.5. Uh, so, uh, so I go to my Twitter account to announce that they're While well, you're looking for this, I'm going to tell yeah, the story. Yeah, it's it's 1.1. 1. It's 1.1. 1. 1, so it's not 1.5. Okay. Hmm. So uh, I'm looking at the Twitter account to s- tell people we're streaming this, and my uh, my following goes from the 666, which I had on there as a kind of a gag, yeah, to 667. I didn't follow anybody <laughs> new. You must have done something somewhere. Adam can upgrade the old iTouch to the new firmware for $10. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. I didn't. I'm telling you, I don't just follow anybody. I don't remember. I know I didn't. I guarantee you. Yesterday it was six six six, and now it's six six seven. So, so there's some hack going on that got me up one number. So I'm just. Wa- I'm just waiting for. Um...
0: <sighs> I'm so tired. I can't remember what I was going to say. I, I lost it mid sentence. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. I can hardly wait for. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ah, for, I know what I remembered uh, for Android on a
0: netbook. I'm holding out the first oh, netbook that really has Android rocking. I'm buying it. I, I, th- I think I think these guys are onto something. It'll well, ne- it, it'll never be the the platform success. Or I don't let's not say never, but I don't think it'll be the platform success that iTunes is. and everyone's trying to do this now. Nokia is re- relaunching the OV OV store, which keeps reminding me of ovaries for some reason. But they're launching they're relaunching the OV store. And everyone's, you know, trying to, to recreate this model of uh, a marketplace, an app store, essentially the, the Apple app store. Um, but it's, it's not working for at least doesn't appear to be as successful as what Apple is doing. Huh. But it's, uh, it's kind of like
1: the new, the new black. You know, Everybody has to have a store, uh, an app store. And, yeah, I know. Everybody has to have an app store, and it always has to be called an app store.
0: And we need a We need. We totally need a no agenda street or a no agenda app for the uh, for the BlackBerry.
1: Lots of people requesting that, and I have no idea if it's hard to do or. Oh, know. somebody out there probably one of our listeners can just probably knock it off in a weekend. Well, we'll promote it. So, so we'll promote it. So what's the uh, now? We have two apps for the iPhone. Yes, we do. I I, I have I've not tried either one
0: uh Jersey Joe at the office he uh he's using the one that um the original one but yeah I, I don't know if they're the same if they're the same functionality uh but people do seem to like it because it it does the uh it'll it'll download the podcast but also um play the stream that is only if we keep the stream at 64 kilobits or lower because Apple well, Apple won't yeah Apple won't allow a higher quality stream I guess, for the uh, for cost of bandwidth or something of the like.
1: Well, okay. can you get the stream in some other fashion? Do you have to go through the Apple, everything, to do everything? Does everything have to go through Apple? Does all roads lead to Apple? Does everything have to come out of Apple? It doesn't make any sense. Probably. <laughs> well, we need an uh, an Android phone app then. Well, Stream Furious uh, does it very well.
0: Uh, stream furious were baked in we're in the we're in the listing and uh and they actually they, they they asked me for some sound sort of sound clips and stuff i guess they want they want to do like a soundboard along with uh, no agenda I, I mean i don't care I would, i'm just happy stream furious is a great app i use it on the uh, you should you should load it on the uh on your g phone it's a great uh, streaming streaming radio app huh. uh so i've been saving this one and now what are we 45 minutes into the show yeah perfect here we go John, the Clean Water Restoration Act, which amends the Federal Water Pollution Control Act, now passed. Do you know what this
1: does? Probably something bad.
0: Yeah, well, it's right along uh, what we were talking about earlier or a couple weeks back with uh, the United Nations wanting to control the waters, the oceans, the seas, etc. So, there were some changes in this uh, in this amendment to the act, and they 've taken out the the language navigable waters of the united States of the United States and changed it to waters of the United States, which is a huge difference because in one case it 's i guess uh, water where you can use you, know, you could use as transportation and now it 's all water of the United States all including water. the water in my well yes, all water. Uh, so here it is, waters of the United States. The term waters of the United States means all waters subject to the ebb and flow of tide, the territorial seas, and all interstate and intrastate waters and their... Tr- uh tributaries, including lakes, rivers, streams, including intermittent streams, mud flats, sand sandflats, wetlands, sloughs, prairie potholes, wet meadows, playa lakes, natural ponds, and all impoundments of the foregoing to the fullest extent of these waters or activities affecting these waters are subject to the legislative power of Congress under the Constitution. Water is now owned by the government. It is no longer a right. You have no right to water. The government <laughs> controls water, and there's a huge. I mean, there's 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 people freaking out over this. There are, and and this was uh, so this was announced in um, at the World Water Forum in March in Turkey, and uh, where language actually from their their what their uh, what do you call it uh, their doctrine declaring water as a human right was removed. So in the United States, the way I read this and the way others read it as well, all water, and that was quite a list there, including your well water, John, is owned by the government and I I guess can be done with as they please whenever they
1: want to. Does that include recycled pee? (laughs) Why are you like this?
0: This is so unnecessary. This is a huge deal. This is this is this is
1: this is. Uh, w- let me ask you
0: this: Would you consider
1: water a human right? Well, I don't consider it a right. I consider it a thing, an item, a a, a, a reality, a something that exists. I don't. I well, mean, well, I don't let's see say a- how
0: let's be- say access to
1: water, or can someone say no? You can't have that water. Well, if they put a fence around the reservoir. Uh, I don't think I have the right to uh, go through the fence. If right, says but, but who's putting property. the fence
0: around the reservoir? The government can now do I, that.
1: I have mixed feelings about this. Let's put it that way. I don't know what this means. I mean, I don't know why they're doing this. There's something fishy about it, which is today's theme, by the way. Uh, fishy stories. So if I look at the, the grand overview of everything that's going on and all the
0: horseshit that we're following when it comes to climate change, here, here's kind of what I'm thinking. Here's the, the theory that I'm working on. Call it a conspiracy theory if you must. So clearly, clearly, there is knowledge that in the next few years, and probably it will coincide with 2012. Go ahead, say it. Oh, brother. Um,
1: oh, brother.
0: Clearly, there is knowledge that there are big changes afoot. And and it makes sense. There are changes. The, the magnetic poles are, are reversing. We've got uh, all kinds of... Massive magnetic and solar activity. You know the Earth is changing. The Earth changes all the time. It's it's evolved uh, throughout its uh, its history. Only six thousand years, as you know. And I, I believe that there is actual knowledge that lots of crap is going to happen, and that there will be no. weird. Weird. I'm not. I'm not. Talk, I'm not calling for destruction and devastation. We're all going to die. But yeah, we could see flooding in weird places. We could totally see shit coming down, and I think that that's why all of this, all of these stories are being launched, and that's why Al Gore can say with such certainty that, they, you know, the science is clear, and, um...
1: Well, while and, you're at it, play the clip I gave you.
0: Oh, okay. Hold on a second.
1: This you, is a Joy Behar on Larry King. She's Is she from The from the View, Joy Behar? She's the comedian. She's a comedian that that is one of the women on The View. Okay, well, here we go. She's on Larry King, and here's and Joy Bearer. She's going to be no bitching problem. about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. She's going to be bitching about Rush Limbaugh. Uh, and this
0: and this pertains to 2012 somehow? Just play it. Hey, hey, get off my lawn, you kids. Shut up. There you go. There's no problem. I mean, this guy, Rush Limbaugh, I used to work with him years ago, and I sort of been friendly with him in a certain weird kind of way. They did pills together. And he constantly is talking about how there is no global warming. Every climatologist in the world Uh, says there's global warming. Every scientist has said there is a problem. We're all on this earth together, and this guy goes out and says that there's no global warming. Who is he? What is he talking about? And who are these ditto heads that agree with him, I'd like to know? Aren't they breathing the same air that we are?
1: I don't think he has a degree in meteorology.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> what a bonehead. Meteorology.
1: <coughs> that has nothing to do with climate. So, uh, of course, that that implies that either Al Gore has a degree in meteorology. I think he has a degree in astrology. joy has a degree. <laughs> in but this is the thing that gets me about this stuff, which is every. The word use every, not every, some, no, most, every majority. single, every single one. This is what the problem is with this argument and why it sets off a bunch of alarms and red flags with me. When you start saying, because th- this is like going to Israel and getting an agreement, you know, uh, with anybody. They're, they're just going to be debating forever. And then the scientists don't all agree on anything. Isn't, so that, isn't that the definition of science?
0: Sci- Sorry? Isn't that almost the definition of science, that it's not truth? It's, it's debatable.
1: S- yeah. So how does every, with no exception, every climatologist and every scientist, this is bull. I mean, when you start hearing that, you know something's wrong. When will we just come to terms with the fact that the arrogance, the pure
0: arrogance of thinking that we are going to hurt Mother Earth is ludicrous? We might kill ourselves, sure, I mean, that's highly likely, in fact, it's probably necessary that a whole bunch of us die pretty soon because we're growing at exponential rate. Uh, And so maybe that's why things like Mexican flu were introduced to kind of uh, help that along. But the arrogance of thinking that we're gonna that we're gonna ruin the Earth just slays me time and time again when I hear that,
1: yeah, I know one day, you know Krakatoa goes off and it throws up so much crap into the atmosphere that there's we could never duplicate you know a super volcano blowing and they happen all the time, so anyway, I just found that clip to be annoying, so. Yeah. You know, she I mean, here's a comedian, you know, that is just, you know, full of herself. And it's just I found the thing to be. uh... And by the way, I have a clip. I can put it up. I'll send you a link to one of the more famous meteorologists uh, from uh, who's a TV guy now uh, going on and on about what a bunch of, uh, you know, that that this is all untrue. And what you mean, the, the guy who started the Weather Channel? Yeah, that guy.
0: Yeah. John, do I have to go and pull the show where I played that? Don't you remember? We played the whole interview where he's like, this is you such horseshit. You couldn't have
1: horseshit. played the whole
0: thing. It's about 20 well, minutes. True. I played the relevant bits. Or maybe I played it on Daily Source Code. I can't remember. That was probably I don't think daily played on Code. our show. Yeah, you're right. No, it's... So you're getting... You're the one that should have the horn honked. <sighs> where is it? In a world. Oh, no. That's not it. Oh, sorry. Messed it. Yeah. Well, maybe this one. No, not that one. Uh, uh, no. No. Sorry. Can't help you. Yeah. Saved by the bell.
1: I got to hook up a sound effect machine to this thing oh my on my God. side. This is ridiculous. Uh, Ron Paul's
0: um, audit the Fed bill, HR twelve oh seven, now has one hundred and forty eight co sponsors. We're getting closer. Yeah, getting closer. Like,
1: now, what was my prediction on this? It's not
0: going to happen. No, it's not. Yeah, you said. But we need two hundred and
1: eighteen
0: to have uh, to have it pass.
1: So the Senate
0: uh, has to deal with it. Well, yeah, but I mean, step by step, baby steps, baby steps. And there was a just a beauty. And this is in the show notes. You have to listen to this. I'd love to play a couple of clips from this, John. This is um, let me. me, uh, uh, Where the hell is it? Uh, uh, Yeah, it's uh, the clip is called who is minding the store at the Fed. And this is uh, let me just open it up. This is uh, from uh, from Congress. This is uh, Alan Grayson asking the Federal Reserve Inspector General about the trillions of dollars lent or spent by the Federal Reserve, where it went, and the trillions of off-balance sheet obligations. Now, the whole thing is about five and a half minutes, but just to hear, I just got to play a little bit of it so you can hear what is, how crazy, obviously, they're not answering anything.
1: It's what we call dead air. You, you can't hear this. No. You're not hearing anything. No, I'm not hearing anything. How is that possible? I hear it. Well, I'm just oh, telling shit. you. I heard all the. Hold on a second. All the other sound effects, you did fine, but this is like you're putting this through some other system. No, it's going through exactly the same system. Let me see if I. Can. I don't hear a thing.
0: Yeah, well, hold, well, it's not playing right now. Hold on. Oh shit! You're right. Ah oh, crap.
1: Well, it's no fun then if you can't hear it. Well, I heard the Joyce Bay thing. Yeah, the Joyce Bay.
0: Let me just see. Why is this happening to me? Hold on. Is is it even going through the? Uh, is it being recorded? Let me see. Well, oh, I can't believe you're not hearing that. I'm hearing nothing.
1: All right, well All right, we we'll put it up for next week.
0: Then I, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what's what's wrong here. But um he literally says, "Okay, so there's 9 trillion dollars of off-balance sheet obligations. Can you please tell us where that money went?" And she just won't answer the question. She's like, "Well, you know, it's a part of our review." A review of 10 trillion dollars? A review? No, we're, we're not it's not an investigation. It's a process we call a review. And uh, so where did that money go? Well, as part of our review, it's just you have to watch this clip. It will freak you out.
1: Okay, we'll make a link to it, and we'll talk about it the next show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, something we were supposed to talk about this show, which I wanted to talk about last time. Okay. Is uh, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger opened the door to legalizing marijuana in the state of California by saying it should be discussed.
0: Well, you said that last show.
1: Yeah, I said last show that we're going to talk about it on this show. Well, so what's there to talk about? What's there to talk about is some numbers if you start looking at them, because people have this interesting argument like, well, you know, it's not going to really do the state much good because, you you know, you're going to tax marijuana because the idea is to tax it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the tax marijuana. It's not going to really do that much because, you know, people are just going to grow it themselves. And I'm thinking, well, how many people grow their own tomatoes? I mean, you, in fact, well, how many people grow their own food? They don't do that. I mean, some people, you know, aren't interested. And how many people, you know, in the olden days of a, the, the pot smoking in, the, in California? by the way, we have a good piece of artwork for this topic. The, yeah, we do. <laughs> the part, pot smoking, uh, most people buy their pot. They don't grow it. Really? I don't know. You're reliably informed on this, huh? Seems to me. Well, so anyway, so I was looking at the numbers. So I'm looking at the numbers, and in fact, it, you know, the most they could expect to get, even though it's nothing to sneeze at, which is about the amount of tax they get from tobacco in California, which is a billion dollars. But the fact of the matter is, we still have something like. Uh, we have something like 45,000 people in jail for drug related offenses which costs the taxpayers between 35,000 and 70,000 year, a year yes that's which is that's one- the big deal Right. And we're talking about at least two billion dollars. And this is from 1999 figures, by the way. It, in savings, plus the billion in taxation brings it to three billion. And then if you start to look at the ancillary stuff, which in other words, what is law enforcement? What is the price of law enforcement over this stuff? We're talking about another couple billion. And you end up with something like six billion. Well, but
0: don't you see, John, that's exactly why it's taking place. That's exactly why it's never going to go away, because all of these all of these prisons,
1: marijuana and decriminalized drug uses, which is different than legalizing, by the way, we in the year 2000, California wouldn't have this huge deficit. Something uh, I think is 60, 40 to 42 billion in the hole right now. Uh, We would be up. Yeah, About $20 yeah, but, billion. Dollars, yeah, and we can fix these potholes on the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge.
0: Yeah, but it's part of the military-industrial complex. This is exactly why it's still taking place, because these are commercial prisons. They get money per head, per person that they have incarcerated. It's exactly that reason why it will never be legalized, because it's way too big in the, in the scheme of... The evil Uber lords who control us with their military police state. They
1: can control us all we want, but we're $42 billion in the hole in the state of California with a 10% personal income tax. The public can't put up with this crap any longer, even though there's some Uber lords or whatever they are doing the prison system. We don't need all these drug users in jail. At forty right. to seventy thousand dollars a person that we're paying for we
0: need all these drug users working for the government. that's a much better plan
1: Well, I'd rather have them working for the government for forty thousand a year than paying forty thousand just to feed them. It's ridiculous: Did you see the
0: unemployment numbers that came out? six hundred thousand? It seems like every month it's five to seven hundred thousand more new unemployed. What happened to the save or create bit? Uh, they've saved. They would have been a million. Oh right. Okay. I'm sorry. I should have known. So they've, better. S- they've saved five hundred thousand jobs. There was a sector that grew by one hundred fifty thousand jobs. Uh, government. Yes. Exactly.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah 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 yeah. What, so what can I say? In? Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so Schwarzenegger at least has let the door open. There's a big movement in California to do this, by the way. It's
0: not going to happen. Just as you are so sure about HR uh, 1207, this will never, it'll never be legalized. It'll never be decriminalized. It's just not going to happen.
1: And whatever happened to Obama's promise that they were going to stop harassing these people that have the legal ma- marijuana joints, you know, for uh, medical purposes? Well, there's a lot of promises, man. I mean, this whole it's kind of slipping under under the radar, but. You know,
0: Guantanamo Bay is not closed. Okay. We know that on day two, there was the big, there was the big, whoo, oh, this is the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to close Gitmo, baby. And uh, it's not closed. And in fact, the debate is now once again raging because, well, you know, where are we going to send these people? We have nowhere to send. It's like a hundred guys, you know? A hundred. A hundred guys. What is the big deal? You can incarcerate 45,000 people who are using, who use drugs. But, uh, so, and and it looks like, uh, it, it looks like this is just me a throwback to the Bush administration, the Bush Oh, it's era. starting to look
1: more like Bush 2. It's sure it sure is, Bush 3, you mean. It sure does. Yeah, I guess it is Bush 3, old in, old Bush In so one, but...
0: many things, you know, the same for the wiretapping, you know, um, and uh, have you seen any of these uh, Eric Holder, Holder um, um, hearings with the Attorney General, essentially, about... Um, uh, prosecuting the uh, Bush administration officials for sanctioning waterboarding and other EITs. Yeah, yeah I, that, I like the way they're sneaking that one in. Oh, man. I think they should. Well, of course they should. But the but what gets me and this hit me on the plane is like cuz just before I left I was watching this and you know and then of course the question is did Nancy Pelosi the speaker of the house did she know that these enhanced interrogation techniques Uh, Waterboarding were being used. And she said, oh, no, I was only told that uh, there was a legal opinion. Of course, thank you, lawyers of the world. There was a legal opinion that uh, it was not actually torture. And that's what she was briefed on. But everyone knows that, of course, course she knew what was going on. But what kills me is that... We have these huge discussions about, you know, simulating drowning on someone. Not a nice practice. You know, throwing caterpillars into confined spaces with people who freak out over it. Not a nice practice. But at the same time, you do realize that we have we are killing each other. There are people shooting bullets at each other, <laughs> and you know, tanks and 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 blowing up people from helicopters. You know, the, the, that is not a discussion. Oh, that's all fair. You no, know, that's okay. You see, the, the irony of it just goes beyond me i was talking to the guy who made my omelet the last day i left at the at the hotel frank (laughs) frank Frank. and uh and he says man frank making my omelet i don't know how he got into it but he says, man you know this you got these guys over there in uh in iraq and afghanistan and just blow 30 people up we can't win a war like that that's not fair they're not playing fair (laughs) <laughs> just like, it sounds like the... Flip the omelet, Frank. Just flip it for me, will you, baby? <laughs> it's not fair.
1: <sighs> so back to the marijuana topic just for a second. My son asks me, he says, so what, are you, what is this legalized marijuana thing you got? In is that because of Adam? And is, I want to make it? it clear that it? it's not... It's because of the taxes and the stupidity. I do not advocate anybody using drugs, and I, in fact, excoriate you constantly for smoking tobacco. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have and, you know
0: I, I have not smoked
1: uh, marijuana for the past f- uh, five days. And if, if anybody out there would notice, it doesn't seem to make any difference with you. Exactly. So, uh, But you're still smoking tobacco. Um, very little, actually. Hmm. Anyway, the point is, is that no, this is just a practical matter. I'm Sick and tired of it.
0: I'm sick and tired of myself. I'm sick and tired of being unhealthy. I'm, I'm going to the gym starting Tuesday. My daughter is committed to drag me in two Adam times Curry a week.
1: Pumped up. Yeah.
0: I'm, <laughs> hey, baby. Getting my guns. Oh yeah, baby. Look out. No, I'm I'm tired of it, John. I'm so uh, after that bout with swine flu. I'm like, I, I got to stop this shit. I got to stop smoking. I just got to stop everything. It's just I I become so unpleasant. <laughs>
1: Well, there goes your office meetings.
0: (sighs) Yeah, in the staircase. So,
1: um, well, good luck with that. Well, thank you. Thank you for being so supportive. Well, I think, you, you know, you've tried it before. I hope you can do it this time. I can. But you know, going to the gym probably does help every once in a while. Everyone should do that. Two two times a week to start off with. I'm going. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to be. Then so, your knees give out, and then you're. I'm going like. to I'm
0: going to come back to San Francisco in June. I'm going to be so pumped up, baby. And I got to get a. I'm going to be out there for a long time. I'm going to be out for like a month. Oh no. Uh huh. So I, I got to get the the setup. I got to get a hardware set up so we don't dick around with all that stuff every single time. So it just works. So you're going to be able to stream, you think? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. i going going to make sure that that's all set up. Um, While well, we're out of John, why don't we um,
1: talk Well, let's about- go to... Yes. I'm sorry. No, exactly. You no, know, yep. you're right. We are the Knights of the No Agenda. Knights of the No Agenda. Knights of the No Agenda. And we suck. Let's so, talk, about, we'll uh, talk about donations. Hi, Adam and John. I'm the one who donated $48.71, hmm. which is the one. Uh, he doesn't want his name mentioned, I don't believe. Okay. Oh, I remember this one. This uh, this was uh, a wacky code we never, ever would have gotten. Yeah. I'm a registered health information technician through the American Health Information Management Association, responsible for data integrity, blah, 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 which is kind of interesting because one of the big stories this week is somebody stole all the Data from the Virginia healthcare system. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, some uh, hacker. In fact, I haven't seen the follow up on this story. Maybe somebody can uh, send me a twi- tweet or something if there's anything new. But some guy stole 10 million records, or no, more than that. The, all the states, apparently, most of Virginia's healthcare information, and then deleted the files on the servers, and then found the backups and deleted them. <laughs> and said, give me $10 million, or I'm putting these records into the public domain. I'll give them to the highest bidder. And said. what exactly are these, what do these records consist of? It's like all the health care information. You know, the guys have your, you know, the p- person's name, their health record, everything that right. every visit so, to every doctor, right. okay. social security number. But their- it's
0: really not going to be that exciting, because as we've determined, uh, all of this information is essentially insurance codes. Some of it. I don't know. Besides, well, yeah. Besides, this is what we learned. Besides the demographic data, uh, or you know, uh, about the patient, there's not actually. It's not like there's hand entries by you know, Doctor Spock saying, "Well, I saw this patient, and this is where his symptoms, and this is what I prescribed." No. Know it,
1: what the, it, yes, it we do. Be. We
0: do know this. What they what, what's in there is one of twenty thousand insurance codes, and that is your medical history. It's not well, like not like your your g p has entered all of this data meticulously the way he would in his own notes which is which is the danger of this type of digitized
1: healthcare care being implemented by uh i t specialists well anyway, the point is he's got this stuff and he wants ten million dollars so <laughs> that's cool <laughs> so they're spending so the FBI and everybody's spending all their time wheel spinning trying, trying to, to track this to track guy you know down. through i p addresses mac addresses, and whatever they can do good luck. And, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Good (laughs) Good luck. If the guy is so bold to come out with this, you can be sure that he's either mobbed up, Russian mob or something. They're probably out of Bulgaria or someplace. And he's got so many covers, you know, in terms of IP spoofing that they're never going to figure out who it is. So 4871. All right, here we go. You actually discussed the meaning of the number with the next topic is just uh, No Agenda 95, blah, blah, blah. Code The code 4871 is actually forty-eight point forty-four eighty-seven point one is the ICD-9 International Classifications Diseases for Swine Flu. Ah. <laughs> Technically, there are three to choose from, forty-eight seventy. Or which is 487.0 influenza, influenza with pneumonia. 487.1 influenza with other respiratory, i.e., cough. Or 487.8, which is influenza, influenza with other manifestations. I don't really see the difference there with those two, but. Anyway, it says, every uh, October new and modified codes are added to the code book. They may uh, add a specific swine flu code by next fall. They did add code, this is, by the way, boring, but I'm going to read it anyway. They did add code 488, uh, so anyone wants to give us 488 bucks would be good. Uh, Influenza, due to the avian influenza virus after all the bird flu hysteria. Hmm. Anyway. So There's we, other ones Siri he mentions, by the way, like codes like 305.00, which is alcohol intoxication slash abuse. Uh, do we have I uh, didn't know about this international classification? Yeah, it's a standard. This is probably the stuff that was stolen by this guy yeah, in Virginia. Yeah,
0: so what' well, it the codes, same
1: thing? Yes, insurance codes. Six three five dot nine could reveal an elective abortion. Ugh. 295.90 Two ninety five dot ninety could reveal schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Oh, before I want to no, do we have any
0: donations, or we can just move on? Is there anything worth mentioning or are people not giving us
1: any money anymore? Is it all over and it 's just done are we toast we 'll go through the number the, the specific people uh, next uh, Thursday, but I would advise people to please, please uh, donate with donate money.
0: this uh, what I saw uh, Thursday night relates or Friday night, I guess relates to this because you know i the, the, one of the main reasons i uh, I, I like marijuana is because. It uh, it's, it appears to help against my mild form of Tourette syndrome. Uh, interestingly
1: enough, yes. And by the way, I think that Tourette syndrome that you have is responsible for your occasional outbursts.
0: Oh, uh, it, it, you know what? If if you do an MRI of my brain, uh, the uh, the tics and twitches. Are related to uh, firing of synapses in the brain. You can it's it's coordinated. It's all built in. It could totally have have to do with that. I don't know. It's a weird disease, and it's no one can do anything about it. At least I'm not. Well, in fact, I am saying a lot of nasty swear words as well, but I don't do it in the supermarket
1: typically. Now, one of the things about I saw there was a really good Tourette's special on PBS some years ago that I watched, Mm -hmm. and it was interesting because the number of people who just sit around cussing all the time with Tourette's is very low. It's very few. Very low. Yeah. One and couple hundred. But
0: they are they are the funniest. <laughs> They're the most fun to hang out with.
1: <laughs> I was actually on an airplane with one of them who came on. <laughs> I love this. Hey, cocksucker! <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that. they took the guy comes. I knew something was amiss when he started coming on the plane to begin with, because for one thing, he had a a roly bag, but he had the thing turned around backwards, hmm. so the wheels were not making was, contact. They were just They scraping, dragging we were just
0: dragging it.
1: <laughs> That's dragging a severe along. case. <laughs> And he was cussing. And so uh, I said, ah, but I, said, I already seen the special. And he had the, t- the twitches. Yeah. And so he sits down. He was in first class. Uh-huh. And he sits down and he starts cussing as people come on the plane because he got on early. <laughs> so as people go by, he goes, son of a bitch, son of a <laughs> <laughs> No, so, I'm telling you. I, I suffer from this. So I, I know
0: what it is. It What's weird about this uh, syndrome is there's... And and a lot of people will have like gutter. I, I've obviously studied this. People make guttural sounds and really weird things. And what it is is, you 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 know that you're going to twitch, or you know that you're going to make some kind of sound, or uh, and 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 you and and it, and it wells up, and you and you almost can't. Well, you obviously can't stop it. Although I have a very uncanny knack of being able to stop it when I'm on camera. I don't know why. Um... But it is certain types of sounds and words. Why this is why cocksucker is is you'll hear that a lot with Tourette patients. I don't think son of a bitch is one they use a lot. Are you sure you said uh. son of a bitch? No, he may have been cussing
1: some other yeah. way. All fuck, I know is he was
0: You know how nice it is to say fuck. Yeah. You know, it's like Ugh, and
1: a cocks. Yeah, it could have been that. Whatever the case was, it was it was. I, I recognized what it was, and I was amused by it because I, I because it it's maybe. amusing. It's just amusing. It's very amusing. But the guy got kicked off the plane. They finally took him off. So uh, he was too disruptive. On uh, real time with Bill
0: Maher, one of our favorite writers was on Seth MacFarlane, and he has Tourette syndrome. He has exactly what I have. Ah. Uh, and it was really fun to watch, because because uh, I, I can see it. You know, I can see where you know he's trying to control it, and it's, you know, he's got little little. My my sisters would call it jidgets is what they call it. And he's got a little you know little twitch with his head thing going on there. And I noticed it immediately. Like oh man, the guy's got uh, Tourette. And um, and what happens is is when when you're when he's really he's he's into the vibe and he's laughing and was funny and he was on the ball and he was you know joke and he, he was he was killing he was really really good and then he's a very it just and then it really starts to happen you know because now he's not paying attention to it it's like wow you know it was just that uh, it was it was good for me as a fellow sufferer I'm like there you go and it's interesting to watch it's interesting to watch someone with Tourette. They're not born.
1: Yeah, right? well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's interesting once in a while. I mean, the cussing ones are the more interesting of the group. And, uh, <laughs> the clan. I mean, you basically have a couple of minor ticks that no one would even notice. But it
0: moves around. It, it can be in my neck. It can be in my in my uh, blinking of eyes. It could be in my arm. It's really crazy.
1: It's crazy, it actually. The but then, but then yeah, once you go into a fit of rage for a very short time, which I think is somehow related. Now, um... The one thing that was in this special, which I've always found the most fascinating about the Tourette sufferers, is that they're all apparently, except, and you kind of deny being this way, <laughs> clean freaks. No, I'm not a clean freak. I'm not. Well, you, but I don't know that you're not. I, I, because I'd admit it if I was. I'm not. Not necessarily.
0: What are you trying to say? I think you might be a clean freak. Hmm?
1: You keep your desk rather clean? No, nah, because I never do anything at it. Well, that's <laughs> I, another story.
0: Maggie but. keeps it clean. Maggie's the one who cleans the shit up. I never clean anything. I wind up making their, um, joint filters out you of the papers.
1: get tired I, in a very uh, uh, clean freakish way. I what? I'll have to think about no, this. No, I'm, 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 I'm not a clean freak. I'm not a clean yeah, freak. I'm not. I know, but most likely... Cocksucker!
0: <laughs> cocksucker! I'm not a clean, clean, clean freak! <laughs>
1: Anyway, so they had all these Tourette's guys, and they would have them. They would. They had a lot of uh, elements of OCD.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, although they didn't have OCD, they were no, just. They I do have go- OCD.
1: I totally have OCD. Well, like, there you have it. Like touching the light, um,
0: I used to. Um, uh, there are all kinds of little habits, you know, that uh, it's like not stepping. I've never been that severe, like not stepping on the cracks in the pavement, but that's a very, very uh, common form of it. So, yeah, oh, I totally have OCD. But that's gotten better, though. And the whole thing has gotten better mainly because of marijuana. What can I tell you? <laughs> I love this it stuff. Could be. I love this could stuff. It really, it really calms me down. It makes me feel good about myself. But I've, I've come to terms with it. Just talking about it really helps. It was a huge problem when
1: I was a kid. It was like, you know, it was. the. Well, big- was it diagnosed properly when you were younger? Well, well what do you mean Properly. Well, did someone say this kid's got Tourette's? Yes. So you're going to have the time of your life
0: watching yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> get him a TV show. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, and there's a uh, well, my dad had it, or still has it, and um, interestingly, my uh, cousin has it, who's a just a sweet kid, brilliant kid. And uh, when we at the we had the family reunion, and I didn't know this, my uh, my my cousin came up to me. So my first cousin, it's her son. Uh, so he would be my nephew, right? Yeah. So uh, my cousin Lucy comes. up. Lucy, by the way, um, she was the one that was married to Christopher Buckley. Christopher Buckley. Um, you know, she's in that whole Washington clan. And
1: uh, Christopher Buckley. Yeah, the writer. Like. She is married to him. She was. They're divorced now. Huh.
0: Yeah, he used to hang he out. He just with came the out reunions. with a book,
1: you know. I wonder if she's in the book. Well, oh, was it like a biography type thing? Well, it's mostly about his dad and mom, but he probably has that stuff in there.
0: She might be. I I think Connor, uh, I guess Connor's their kid. I think so. That I don't know because, no, I think think so. Well, anyway, um, so he has has it and she came up to me and said, you know, it would be so cool if you could just, you know, chat with him a little bit and uh, let him know that it's okay because, you know, it's tough. You know, know, he's like eight or nine years old. You know, it's it's weird because you're a freak, essentially. Because you're not normal.
1: I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you didn't mention it to me, I probably would have never picked up on it. Really? Yeah. Really. It's like so mild. It's like ridiculously mild. I mean, I mean, just like a couple of little twi- uh, twitches that could come from anything, and uh, you know that you're not. You're maybe a little OCD, but it's not really noticeable, and. Uh, a lot of people are clean freaks, so that doesn't, you know, mean much. Well, of course, the times when we see each other, I'm usually baked, so that would,
0: explain,
1: <laughs> that, would that would explain it. I just, well, I mean, I guess I, <laughs> could be that could be it. <laughs> But it's just to me, it's not real noticeable. But I'm not perhaps the most observant person when it comes to these kinds of things. Where I'm always looking for like, guy, hmm, wonder what what syndrome he's got. Uh ah, looks like he's got uh, you know OCD and he's manic depressive and he's a bipolar and he's this and he's that. You know, it just doesn't. I don't care. Well, anyway, that's why it was
0: so interesting when I got tapped to do a TV show when I was 19. I was like, oh, my God, this is the last thing I need. It's like I'm going to be on TV and be like a fucking Twitch bot. And somehow I learned to control it without drugs, by the way. I I can do segments and I can do shows and interviews and, and there's nothing. And then the camera goes off and then it's back.
1: Yeah, well, that probably triggers something, a performance gene or something gets triggered. It shuts all that stuff off. I know that when I go on camera, I could be coughing and wheezing or have a cold, and I'm clear as a bell. I never cough or choke up on the camera. And then when it when it's over, I start <laughs> I'm coughing again hmm. or whatever if I happen to be sick at the time. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just something. It's professionalism, my friend. That's what we call that. And I want people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA and give us a hand. We'll mention your name this coming Thursday. Yeah. Uh, please, 50 or $100 would be good. And a $24 subscription would be good. And even $2 a month. We don't care.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I need medical help. I need medical attention. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg. So people are always asking what we're going to do with the money. Have we spent a single dime of that money yet?
1: Not that I know of.
0: What, what do you mean? <laughs> Hold on. You're the one controlling the purse strings. Are you sure? Yeah, we actually
1: have a little pot full of money still. We haven't done jack shit with it. We have to do a website. We got a website we're working on. We're doing it in yeah. one of these Squarespace ones. Yeah, yeah, people will believe that when they see it. Well, I, I'm going to call these guys up this week and say, hey, where's our, you know, because there's some people developing it for us and see how far along they've gotten. Okay. Groovy. Groovy. Dvorak.org slash NA. Please go there. Yeah. And uh, so
0: I'm back now, so I'll be able to work a little bit on our no agenda stream, which I've completely neglected. We have the IRC channel, which we'll be implementing uh, hopefully this week, which is
1: cool. One of our producers set that up. I have a new interlude. A new interlude? Oh, yeah. Do you have it ready to go? Can I put it on? Yeah, it's today? done. I just I can't. My FTP, my FTP site seems to have um, blocked me for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm gonna have to get that fixed. Also, we got a an interesting uh, 500 rupees from someone. I want to talk about <laughs> rupees <laughs> through PayPal. No, he sent me a 500 rupee bill. Oh, okay, cool. Pranav Parikh. Yeah. He wants me to read his letter in that Indian accent. I do. <laughs> okay. Cool. Really? An Indian guy asked you to do that? Yeah, he says it's hilarious. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm getting I haven't been able to get into that voice much recently. I don't know why. Practice. Comes and goes. It yes, comes and it's goes. Just practice. Are you on Twit today? Uh no, I'm not. i my son's in town and we're going off to do some stuff.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Alright, I'm gonna go read my
0: the rest of my Anne Rand novel. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that. Be happy the children today are reading. Damn it! No agenda library. The, no agenda library. Yeah, exactly. All right, I, I was a bit over the map today, John, but I'm, I'm so jet lagged. It was apologize. a fast show. Yeah, rocking. But we missed a lot of big stuff that's happening in the world. It's, you know, this whole thing in, uh, in Pakistan is, uh, is just spinning out of control. Uh, Obama, did you say, I don't know if you saw him with uh, Kar, uh, Karzai of, uh, of Afghanistan. They were in Turkey. And Obama's going to address the, mud, the, the Islamic world. And he didn't show up at prayer day. There's just so many things going on. Well, we'll get back to it. Not to mention that in the United Kingdom, they've figured out how to make up for all the deficit spending they're doing. Can you guess? Can you guess? People make people people making over one hundred and fifty thousand pounds will now be taxed at a 50% uh, fifty percent rate. Ah. Fifty fifty percent. Half your money goes to the government. Who are watching porn movies with their husbands. I feel yeah. good. I feel groovy. Yeah, they're using your money to watch porn. Yeah. Coming to you from the Crackpot Command Center, located in the southwestern quadrant of Gitmo Nation East, better known as the United Kingdom, my name is Adam Curry.
1: And from the Buzzkill Bunker here in northern Silicon Valley, where it's a beautiful today, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday, right here, on No Agenda.